Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your lovely host, Deplorable Janet. This is episode number 43, In Secret. Today, I have a wonderful guest that is going to knock your socks off. This is going to be a little fucked up for some listeners, um, but everybody's going to really enjoy this one because... He's crazy just like I am. So there you go. And I want to give a big welcome to NY Patriot. How are you doing, my dear? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me on. Very excited. I'm I'm very excited about this because you and I have been chatting for a while and I feel like we know each other. Is that weird? (laughs) No, we, we clicked very well, actually. Yeah, we did. We hit it off right off the bat. So today is going to be a dive down the rabbit hole of occult societies. Um, you happen to be a member of one oh, or was, it was, yes. <laughs> let's clarify that. Um, and so I want you to tell me, because this is so fascinating to me, what were you a member of? I was a member of the Ordo Templi Orientis, also known as the OTO. It's a what secret, is that? It's a secret society that um, originally started in Germany by uh, two other people, Theodore Roos and uh, the other guy's name escapes me. But uh, they started it and they said it supposedly had came from another secret society that might have been older and maybe didn't have a name. But it started uh, in Germany and then eventually um, Alistair Crowley came to take over it. They basically handed it over to him. And then it's uh, pretty much got popular from there. He is such an interesting character. Oh, and I know sure. I know a lot of people have heard of him, but from what I was reading, like he took the order in a completely different direction than what was originally, you know, meant or founded or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And he based it on his own religion. Yeah, basically, uh, originally the OTO was uh, it was like almost like a, an offshoot of Freemasonry, <clears throat> and I think they recognized from certain uh, other sects of Freemasonry that if you came over to that, depending on your degree there, you would automatically be a degree here. Um, once Crowley came in, uh, he removed a bunch of degrees, um, and then it was basically uh, based off of his book of the law or the idea of Thelema. And he added a, he even has his own type of ritual magic that's Thelema based and, uh, you know, added that to it. So can you explain like what, what his Thelema basis was? Do you have any idea? Well, it was 
has a, you know, that whole phrase, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. <clears throat> love is the law, love on the will. Uh, that was kind of like the phrase and the whole like, you know, big thing about it. It was um, basically in a nutshell. And, and un- unfortunately, this phrase gets used like so misunderstood and people who are just like plain idiots, like totally mistake this phrase uh, when they just want to act out or do something, you know, sick or stupid. But um, basically, it's like, you know, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it, and it's not going to stop somebody else from living theirs. That would be my will. You know, so I should be able to do that. I should be able to be who I am without somebody else telling me not to and without me stopping somebody else from being who they are. Uh, It's like the easiest way to describe that. You know, (laughs) and I think... Stating it in that manner would make it very attractive yes, for a yes. lot of people. Because yeah. I was going to say, like, I do think that changes, though, once you start getting into like real serious magic. I do mm-hmm. think that that phrase might take on a completely different meaning. But that's you the know, easiest one for, I think, the, you know, the regular public to understand it. You know, I, th- I think it was... Um, it was weird because when I was reading about it, and this is something I have never heard of ever in my life, you know, because most of the time, you know, people just hear about the Masons and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like don't know all of these other secret societies exist <clears throat> other than like Skull and Bones. People know about that. Yeah. But I, I was reading that one of the things that he said in his teachings is that he did not want members to meet each other. He didn't want them to hang out together. Um, At the OTO or the, or the Astra Margentum, because he had two different secret societies. I think it was the OTO. OTO is, is, is considered a fraternal order, which is going to be, I mean, you're going to, it's, it's main thing was to actually bring people together. Uh, The Astra Margentum, which uh, I was not in, but I have few friends that were that is completely different like you are you know um first off you're gonna to get in you're gonna have to read like 15 fucking books and then be tested on them just to become a student you're not even gonna know anybody you're gonna be you know um going back and forth through emails or some sort of instant messenger the only time you will see anybody is during initiations and then even at that point you may not even see their face or even know where you are that one's completely different but the OTO is definitely for people to come together. It's it's such a interesting thing, and there's so many like rabbit holes we could go down with those. Yeah. I mean, I had a friend who was in the Astro Argentum, and he went to take his neophyte grade. And he said, uh, first off, he had to fly from here to Italy. He had to leave. He wasn't even in the country. He went to Italy. They picked him up from the hotel and uh, he had no idea. They ended up putting something over his head so he could not even see where he went. And when he finally got there, he said like he ended up going home basically with like scratches and scabs on him as part of the initiation. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I was reading is this is like global. Yeah. Yeah. They have they have stuff literally everywhere. But one of the big <clears throat> areas was Italy which I found interesting because um, anybody that knows me knows that diving into the Vatican, you will find all kinds of interesting things. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I I think it might've been propaganda. I'm not exactly sure if it was true, but at one time uh, 
you know, Crowley did have his Abbey of Thelema in Italy. That's where he did have, like, eventually he had his own place where people were able to come and practice with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Supposedly, they kicked him out of Italy. Mussolini did. Now, for all we know, you know, just, I mean, it could be just like it is now as it was then. You're going to say one thing on the news or in the newspapers, but you're doing something completely different. You know, Mm -hmm. that might have just been released. So they thought, oh, you know, the big bad beast has gone out of Italy when he's still running and doing whatever he was just now. People think he's not there. But it's so funny that you said that because Mussolini is the one that had a hand in starting the Vatican. Mm -hmm. See, that's what I'm that's why I brought that up. Mm -hmm. Even saying, like, who knows, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I have to ask you, like, how in the hell did you get involved in this? Um, I mean, I'd have to say probably going back to like, uh, maybe 2010 or a little bit earlier, like, I guess that's when I kind of like, uh, started to, you know, took the, the red pill or whatever people call it. Now I started getting into like conspiracies and started like, kind of like, I guess, waking up to like what's really going on. And, uh, I quickly did believe in, uh, secret societies. Like I, I believe that they did have something to do and, uh, you know, always thought that, that somehow like stuff did go back to them or they were a part of the pyramid, like a very top part. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I definitely believed it. I kind of researched them. I looked into stuff and I definitely, even as a kid, I was always believed that like, you know, magic might've been real. Um, when I went to school, I knew a couple of people that might've been witches. You know, I believed that, you know, to a point, some of it was real, you know? Right. I was always open-minded to stuff like that. Cause I always believed even as a kid, I had always thought, always thought there's something out there that we just don't know. There's something that just doesn't make sense. There's something way bigger than what we think is us now. I had always had that feeling. So I was open to stuff like that because that stuff is beyond our, you know, our understanding. So I, I sometimes think, well, maybe it's still true. So, um, I just, I got into that stuff and, uh, eventually, uh, you know, I had read some of Crowley's stuff. I thought it was interesting. It was a little hard to understand. Um, I kind of just started like looking into like regular witchcraft and I I really didn't find that to, uh, to really fit for me. So then I kind of like just pushed it aside for a while, but then, uh, Going back public a little bit around 2012 or 13, I like really actually started getting into like practicing this stuff. And uh, believe it or not, um, it is very easy to find these places online. It's like not hard at all. Um, You would have to know the names of them and know they exist and maybe find the exact right website. But like, it's not hard if you always to like Google, like, you know, OTO Lodge and like, you know, wherever. You'll right. find it. If you want to look for it, you'll definitely find it. It's not, that stuff is not secret at all. So um, eventually, long story short, you know, when it came down to magic and stuff like that, I had assumed from what I got out of it that like, you know, neither the OTO or the Golden Dawn would fit more for me because it was very structured. It had an outline of practices. I had suggested things to do to, you know, obtain, I guess, you know, what you're looking for. And uh, I found it very structured and I'm into stuff like that. I'm not, I don't want to be like one of these witches where I'm like throwing lavender over my shoulder and you know, holding a crystal in my hand. And, you know, I think I'm changing the world. I, I'm not, you know, that's, that's, that's not me. So I wanted something that was like serious and kind of strict. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was unfortunately no golden dawn lodges or places anywhere near me. Um, that appealed to me a little bit more because I wasn't really a total fan of Crowley. 
I will say up front, I think he was in a cult genius, but he was also, uh, you know, a horrible person at the same. He was a degenerate. He was a genius right. degenerate. That's exactly what he was. Right. You know, and I knew that and I wasn't lying to myself, putting this guy up on a pedestal going into there either. You know, like a lot of people put this dude up on a pedestal when he even says in his own writings, I ain't that one. Don't put me up there like that because I know I'm not the one. But yet, you know, half the OTO does it anyway, which is mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, but you know, I was reading that like <clears throat> he believed himself to be like, oh, he thought he was Elvis Levi reincarnated. He thought he was like, he brought the new Aeon in. He thinks, yeah. all, oh, his ego was gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> and I, th- I think that has to be part of it, um, especially think- for the people that achieve like uh, the, the top status of mm-hmm. the, you know, whatever I mean, in the order. You can almost say something that's not true. And if enough people believe it and start acting like it is, it can almost happen. Right. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's like every, every single day in the news. You know what I'm saying? Real, right? <laughs> but how did you like, get, I mean, did you like. Okay, so, so basically I think what I ended up doing was, um, I think. I don't know if it was on YouTube because I've looked to try to message people on there before, but I, I thought I might have actually messaged uh, Blazing Star OTO, whoever it was, on uh, on on YouTube because they had like a lot of classes online, and I thought it was like, oh, these are pretty good. Like, and so I hit them up, and I was like, you know, I'm new- in New York. Is there any you know places you know you can uh, send me to? And they're like, just go on the OTO website. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. You know, I figured it would be like some top secret thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I found it in like two seconds and I was like, yo, I have a lodge like 20, 30 minutes away from me. So do you, is it, is it kind of like the Masons where you have to have somebody sponsor you um, or you well, can I'll just get on, ask, get in on your own? That's an impressive question. Uh, I've never actually been asked that before. Um, you believe it or not in order to, uh, well, the first, first of all, you're going, the first thing you're going to do is become a Minerva. That's only like an honored guest. So they're not even considering you a member yet. For that, you will need to get two signatures from people that are attending the place you know, that you're going to, to say that they recommend you for a Minerval. And then you have to do the same thing for the first degree, same thing for all the other degrees. Uh, once you get up to five or to get past five or get to five, you fifth degree, you have to be asked. You can't even apply for it. You can apply to take your degrees up until that point. You can ask, like, I want to fill out paperwork to take my first. Doesn't mean they're going to give it to you, but you can ask for it. Or you might have to wait. Right. And I, I'm going to guess and say uh, they probably do a lot of behavior observation. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny. I didn't realize that so much until, like, I was there after a while and then – um. One of my friends that had went to the same place that I did, he had left before me because he started seeing the bullshit way before I did. He was also personally friends with a lot more people in the lodge. He had even told me himself because at one point I was waiting forever to take a degree to the point where I was like, yo, this is getting ridiculous. You just want to take, you know, tell me something. And he had even told me himself, uh, it was to go from Minerva to first, that they weren't quite sure about me because I didn't seem very like um, they couldn't read me good enough. He blatantly mm-hmm. told me like that was a reason why you had to wait. It's just because mm-hmm. he really couldn't put a finger on you because most of the one that I was at was so fucking liberal and left-sided that I don't think if they would have known my actual real opinions on stuff like that, they would have never probably let me in. 
I'm sure they probably do a lot of investigation on people, though, <clears throat> especially like the higher up that you oh, go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, even I think once you get to the seventh or eighth, this is where it almost practically becomes a cult. You're going to sign over your property to them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're going to know damn well who you are at that point <laughs> before. Them. Yeah. yeah. And it's so weird because when I was trying to research on this, one thing said there were nine degrees. Another thing said that there were 13 numbered and 12 unnumbered. So I'm like, it's one of those yeah. things kind of like the Masons, where you really don't know for certain. There's Minerva, which would be zero. Then there's a one through 12. So that would technically be 13. Now there is like, I think on like the fourth degree and other degrees, there's like appendages or like add-ons where it's like, I'm the fourth degree, but now I just added this extra thing on. That right. makes up, uh, you know, the rest of those. Yeah. Cause it said something about, they were broken down into like, <clears throat> especially the unnumbered ones into like three different grades and it was like the hermit, the lover, and the man of earth. Yep, yep. And those get very odd. <laughs> well, those just are gonna kind say of like, um, those are. I mean, those are ways of actually kind of like um, explaining what they're probably hoping with the people within those degrees have had maybe those experiences or attainments. In uh, ritual magic or, you know, in occultism. I'm not saying everybody has because it's quite easily. I will even say one thing about the OTO also. It's quite easily. It, you could quite easily do nothing and not know really anything and at least get up to the third degree, if not farther. It's it's such Which an interesting. Yeah. And it's such an interesting thing to to like research. Um, I highly suggest people go and do that. But like you had mentioned before, Theodore Roos, and I know um, there was a, a bunch of different leaders and, you know, everybody was trying to do their own thing at different times. But like a lot of people criticized him because one of the things I found was that <clears throat> he was very blatant about the fact that um, they included or he included a lot of homosexuality in his initiation ceremonies. Are you talking about Crowley or the guy prior? No, that Roos guy. Oh, I, that I couldn't even tell you much about. I never really yeah. dug into that guy too much. Yeah. I mean, I was, wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, they do say, uh, I mean, they're supposed to be known that like when you get up high enough, uh, I think like t- the ninth, 10th, 11th, and t- you know, up there at the top, you start getting into sexual stuff. Now, I will also say, I also made this very clear. You know, a lot of stuff in occultism, you know, if you want to keep it secret and if you want to keep people from not really understanding what you're saying, a real good way to do that is to actually sexualize it. Because you'll get the fanatics. I'll be like, oh, no, I can't even look at that. It's talking about sex. And mm-hmm. then you get the other people who just like sex. And so they're just going to see sex. And then maybe you'll get a handful of people that might be like, wait, I see what they're symbolizing. So not everything is actually sex when you actually may think it's sex. It's just another way to explain something. Well, so those degrees may not actually be all sexual, even though like I've seen some things and I've seen, you know, about certain degrees written down. Like I've, I've you know, I've come across certain stuff, but some of it I do believe is actually not sexual. It's just a, a way of saying it. So people don't know what you're saying. It's, 
definitely something that we're going to get into um, in a while. But can you tell me, like, what what honestly do they believe? What does the OTO believe? I mean, what is their, like... Um, I can, like, I can tell you, like, what I know from being a member and I can also like maybe add in like what I also think from being a member that they're not saying. Okay. Uh, for like factual, like if you become a member of the OTO, basically you're going to, your belief is that we're moving into the Aeon of Horus or we could even, I mean, being at this point for all we know, we could be in the Aeon of Horus right now, but they believe that, you know, originally there was like a, they look at like religions or forms of spirituality. Originally, there was, uh, you know, if you go back far enough into history, you'll see people like worship the moon, worship the stars. They will consider that the aeon of Isis because Isis was associated with the moon. Right. There was a lot of, you know, mother goddess uh, stuff going on. Then eventually what happened, the the sun came around. People started saying that the sun was the great god and now that became male. So now that was the aeon of, uh, of Osiris. So now you have Isis and Osiris who are mother, well, husband and wife or brother and sister probably too. I think some weird shit like that. Uh, and now they give birth to Horus. So now we are supposed to be moving into the Aeon of Horus, which is going to be a lot of chaos and change of a new Aeon to come in. Uh, they believe that, uh, you know, Horus is that we are, if, if you get baptized or, or, or do communion, which you can do through the EGC in the OTO, you can do that also. I, I did that prior. You're basically, if, if you're taking what you say as literal, you will be actually saying, like, I consider myself like a soldier for horrors of the new Aeon to come in. Now, depending on how you want to take that, some people may take it the wrong way because I still even think that is a cult in itself. I don't think it really means what most people think. But uh, they very heavily <clears throat> believe in uh, the Aeon of Horus and they go by, you know, Thelema, like, you're going to live your life and not stop somebody from living theirs. So, you know, through magic, meditation, you know, yoga, uh, you know, chakra stuff. There's, they, the, the the things that they use as like kind of like a guideline is very open. I mean, you can also have completely different types of beliefs there too. Like I was very big into Egyptian gods. There's people there that are into like Norse gods, uh, you know, Satanists. To completely different. I mean, you could have people with totally, I mean, we had, you know, witches from covens come there too. You can, you can really be very open-minded with like who your gods or deities of choice are at the beginning, I believe. So and it's very appealing that, to a lot of people that way. Yeah. And that's one of the things I was going to say is that looking into this, like it is selling points. <laughs> it is the worship of male and female gods and also child gods. And so like that is what the Aeon of Horus is. Well, the Aeon according to Crowley. Aeon of Horus would be um I mean the Aeon that I mean if if it was happening, um the one that they tend to believe and the, the one that we would be better off with would be a Horus as a as a, like a matured man, not the child, because the child Horus is actually when you know when you're a kid, you don't you don't think of anything. You got no you know, give two shits about anything. You know you could be wild, you could be chaotic. You know, little kid running around, you know, no fear. That would be the child Horus, which could really be what we're seeing now. 
right. this chaos and destruction, but the actual Aeon that they believe to be living in should be something of like, I mean, basically in their mind, probably like just one big world of social, social justice warriors. Well, and, <laughs> so and that's all whatever yeah. created ideas they, they come up with and think that, you know, everybody loves us now. We can be free like this. Yeah, and that's kind of why that's kind of why researching that like made me think of that. And I was yeah, like the childlike yeah. behavior and it's time for it's very like, appealing to um self-actualization and, you know, self-realization and focusing well, on there, yourself and I was there like There's a lot involved in that. If if you actually really stick if you really do what they suggest to do, you know, as work, they call it the great work for a magician, there will be a huge part of it is psychoanalysis on yourself. Huge. But and that's why that, think, you're not going to get any results. That's why I found this was weird though, because like if they're, if they're going with the, with the childlike God, that completely makes sense for like all of these people that are out there today like acting very childish. Yeah. Cause I would be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I was like, the, um, it would fit their idea of, uh, the beginning of the Aeon. Yeah. Would, and that's why I was like, there's cause it is very much childlike. It's, uh, basically in my opinion, the childlike version of Horus is all in the left side of the brain. Right. And I get a little scientific and, you know, a little, uh, not, you know, it won't sound like this is occultism, but this really isn't occultism. A lot of stuff in occultism actually goes back to science and people don't even realize that it's so right. obvious. If you were to just look at it from a certain angle, you'd be like, Oh, wow. But, uh, in my opinion, the child is all in the left side of the brain. Now that's where you come with your, your fear, your anger, your emotions, all your labels, all the things that you think you are right. Focus on the 1% and forget the whole other hundred percent. Right. That's exactly what's going on with people right now. Right. And, and you know that other horrors would be going into the right hand side of the brain. You you brought up um science. Yeah. And one of the things that I found and um I was so blown away yesterday, I'm like, whoa. I just kept going, whoa. <laughs> but one oh, of the there's tons of it, tons of it. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that I discovered when I'm looking into this is the ties to the three-letter clown agency and uh, NASA. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jack Parsons. Oh, for sure. I was like, I'm just sitting here going, okie dokie. Now, like, everything else even falls into place even more so. Yeah, I mean, because- uh, today I dropped a video that was, I think it's exactly what you were talking about on the OTO involved with the three-letter agency. Oh my gosh! Yeah, pe- people have to go. People <laughs> yeah. have to go watch that because, like, there was so much stuff. I had to actually stop reading because I was like, I will literally sit here for seventy-two hours straight. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a huge rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, especially just throwing Jack Parsons in. It's like, well, now the military was involved with the guy from the OTO to make rockets and help, like, win the war. Well, and that makes total sense, too, because the military-industrial complex is involved in literally everything, and they really hate when somebody fucks with their business. And the military is very different from the industrial complex, like 100% different, because once all these um, 
you know, generals and stuff retire and they don't have anywhere to go, they make a place for them and basically like, quote, make a job for them in the military industrial complex and they will never lose it. And that's where you get like um, the backhanded deals, the shady arms deals, oh, yeah. black rock, you know, all of that stuff. And so like the more that you dig into this stuff, you're like, holy crap. I mean, there's even other s- societies that, I mean, we mentioned on the last one that, I mean, you know how many people you've seen come from skull of sc- skull and bones, go to a certain right. three letter agency. I mean, and right. now the OTO Bush also, family and the, and the, OT, the OTOs also has directions towards that way too. So, I mean, how many, how many do you need going that way to start wondering? <laughs> yeah, I was, it, it's just boring. And how, and how many of them came out of Germany too is pretty wild. Right. Well, hello, Operation Paperclip. Hello, 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 Operation High Jump. All of those lovely people that came over here. <clears throat> yeah, that Jack Parsons Gee. worked on a, uh, Worked on stuff with Varner. Oh, I forget, always forget that guy's name. Varner Braun Braun. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, they both collaborated. I think with uh, about rockets. Yeah, and you know, um, people have heard me tell this before, but like uh, the first chemotherapy treatment ever done in the United United States was from mustard gas. Um, oh, wow. And they were. It was from German scientists that they brought over here. So. Hmm. Interessante. Mm-hmm. The more you think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how did you end up getting out or what make, believe it or not, it's really not that, I mean, it wasn't that hard, I guess, for like, you know, where I was, um, I wasn't all that high up there. I mean, I wasn't long enough and learned enough. Uh, so like, basically if you don't want to go anymore, all you have to do is just contact, you know, I mean, I didn't even have to even talk to my lodge master. You just have to go to the Grand Lodge website and you contact them and just let them know that you want to uh, leave the OTO for good, which means they will actually remove your name from like their, I guess, you know, database of members. Mm-hmm. They'll send you paperwork, you sign it, you send it back. And I mean, and that could be like an eight month to a year process. I mean, I, I know one of my friends, it took him, I think, almost a total of eight months for the whole thing. So this is going to sound really um, creepy, maybe, but. Oh, I'm sure. I will. Do you feel like they ever follow you or watch you or whatever? Because I know with a lot of different societies, like you are never allowed to speak about anything that you saw you're sworn to secrecy like if you talk you die <laughs> and i'm just saying uh you well, know i, I kind of like you i'm kind of fond of you i'll put it this way most of this stuff if, if you were to like realize what you're even swearing to odds are when uh, for most people probably in the first few degrees i would assume probably 90 percent of them 99 percent of them might have a totally different idea of what they're even swearing to, that they could be swearing to basically a lie. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm getting at. Right. So I could actually probably repeat most of that stuff. And if I repeated it in the sense that they meant it, I was really not saying anything of truth to begin with. Right. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. Now, if I was to actually explain things that I have um, sworn to, 
have broken that down to show you how it means something completely different or something else, then in lies the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I could even do in other ways. I don't have to say it was from the OTO. I could just say, in my own opinion, this means that and that means this. I mean, what can you really do about that? So do you ever get the sneaking suspicion um, that they're watching you or anything? There was a couple of times and, and it was only, <laughs> this will go back to when I was like just had just decided to actually stop practicing. Uh, I was having certain experiences with like magic and stuff to where I was, I was starting to get maybe a little paranoid that um, because of like, you know, reaching certain attainments or maybe like certain, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, hitting, hitting certain notches on your belt as a magician, you know, maybe having certain experiences going up, like, you know, progressing. I had started to wonder if there was ways of them knowing as wild as that seems. And that made me nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like I, I could totally understand somebody, that. You know, they call it crossing the abyss, you know, like if, if some, like if I was, would somebody else know that I did? Right. You know what I'm saying? And that had made me worry. Then like at that point, they'd be like, Oh, well, this member of ours just, you know, figured something out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that worried me more. Cause then it's like, you know, cause I believe that a lot of that stuff, um, a lot of the actual real, real magic, people don't understand it. People don't know it. And I think it's like being used so much right now in a negative way. And especially, um, you know, trying to get too political, especially from the left. I just think it's like, you know, glaring. So um, basically like, so I was uh, really being like, used to I like contacted because like, Oh, well now, since you know the deal, neither you shut up or you, you kind of work with us. I got a little, and that was probably more paranoia, but that was like, there was for like a week or two, I was a little worried. I kind of, I even did run into somebody that used to be rather high up in the other uh, lodge that I went to. So I thought that was a little weird because I had never once seen them outside the lodge ever, you know, right. and it wasn't even anywhere that I lived or they lived. <laughs> So, like influencing society today, do you think it is um, like the goal of a lot of secret societies to do that, to create chaos and um, my, negativity? And well, you know, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to get at. I think uh, earlier when I said what you know the OTO believes in and practices. Now I think you know some of that stuff that I said is is true, and for the you know, the, the lower degree members, I think once you get up higher, I think, uh, like, we'll put it this way. I said, there was like how many degrees now, once you get to like the, the fourth, you're considered a perfected magician at that point. So you want to tell me what's after that? Because after that is neither just add-ons or things that go with an agenda. Mm -hmm. So there is an agenda at the top, I believe, especially from things that I've seen, I think that uh, the OTO's agenda is to like uh, add to the chaos that's going on right now, contribute to it, help push it. I think they use uh, egregores a lot. Um, I know like people that are- Now, what what does that mean? An egregore, there's a guy, James Wasserman, that was, uh, he's a well-known guy of the OTO. He just passed away not too long ago. He even released a book on egregores. So, I mean, it's quite obvious that people in the OTO do believe in them and use them. It would be like a uh, if like me and like ten other people wanted to somehow kind of create one deity together to do something like one mass job for us, 
And I think that that's a lot of what um, what we're seeing now could be results of that. It's actually like a teams of people creating an idea that then kind of runs wild and just like infects the brains of other people that are like too senseless to think for themselves. Right. Well, like kind of just like take over and start putting little things in your ear and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll start reacting this way. Sure. Let's do this. I do believe that that's actually done like with magic for sure. I mean, psychologically it's horrible right now, just the way that they, you know, manipulate stuff. But I do believe that's also being done also. Well, and if you think in the context of not just um, occult practices, but even, you know, the CIA um, and all the psychological experiments that they've done throughout history on people um, and a lot of the CIA stuff, if you dig into their archives, um, it talks about like magic and, you know, magical elements and ritualistic things and stuff like that it's really really fucked up um, and it's out there it's in their archives you can read this shit for yourself i was uh i had did an episode not too long ago the uh, lux on the occult rejects on the gateway experience that was uh all like with the cia and we were actually like reading paper that came off of the cia website and like some of this stuff that they admit to in the practices that they had, that they were saying that they did. We right. was all exact same stuff that both of us. Now he comes from the golden dawn and I come from the OTO. It's right. two, if it's two different things, but at the base, most secret societies have the same kind of practices used, but you may go a different direction with it. All the things that the CIA were saying that they were doing was all stuff associated with that or things right. in the gateway tapes based off of the gateway tapes, all that stuff, a lot of it, all went back to ceremonial magic practices. Right. And it, it's, it's so like mind blowing, yeah. which I've, I've known about that for a while because, you know, I'm always into like researching all the different projects that they've done and now if you, you know what, what their goal was and, and stuff really digging into that stuff that yeah. when you can actually really start finding scientific stuff that will actually go along with it. And you'll be like, yo, Oh, a hundred percent. Because like, even like we were starting to see like even um, symbols and stuff or like certain readings that they were showing. And I was like, yo, isn't that the symbol for so-and-so? And he's like, holy shit. Like this right. cannot be a co- coincidence. And then when you start thinking like, well, if the Kabbalah is like supposed to be thousands of years old, how are they talking about waveforms and then using symbols for it? That will really blow your mind. And then you're like, well, is it, is, is it really that old or has the stuff that we know now really been known for that long and hit it. Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like a real mind fuck right there. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, to your point, I, I honest to God, because um, there's so much involvement with NASA, with the CIA, Oh, excuse me, burp with all these other um, government entities and the military industrial complex and whatnot. Um, and if you dissect and look at the things that are going on today in our world, you will be mind blown if you look into this stuff and you'll be like, holy crap. Uh. Like, this is not just like somebody sitting in an office planning this by themselves. This is like a massive effort. Massive, massive. Uh. And I got it. I got to ask you, so 
were were men only allowed, or did they also accept females? Oh no, there, there was a there was well they they accept anything you want to call yourself there. <laughs> so that well, yeah, you can well, give yourself whatever freaking <laughs> fucking name you want, and they'll let you right in. Yeah, and you know that's I find that interesting because a lot of the societies, oh, that, like that, it's oh, men no. only. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, no, it's and yeah, here's, the I'm just, is, yeah, yeah, most of them, a lot of them, well, Freemasons is men only. Yeah, and I gotta tell you a super weird, uh, like, rub me the wrong way story. Um, one of the people that uh, has done repairs at our house before, uh, he always comes, of course, when my husband isn't here. He never comes when he's home. Um, he showed up one day and he did some work, fixed whatever. And then he holds his hand out and he shows me his Mason ring. And it was like, see my Mason ring? Like, and this weird, the way he was holding his hand and stuff, it was almost like I felt like he was trying to get me to kiss it or something. <laughs> and I just looked at him and, you know, I'm kind of a snarky fuck. And so I just looked at him and I was like, oh, that's real nice. And I just like turned my back and walked away from him. And I, I took that's Greg awesome. up. I would have been like, oh, okay, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I told my husband, I'm like, um, yeah, like I am and? super uncomfortable when he <laughs> like, I don't want him coming over here when I'm home alone because it was just one of those that gave me like the creepiest vibe. I know it doesn't sound like much, but it was almost one of those, like you're going to kiss the ring of your King type <laughs> yeah. things. And I was like, uh, yeah, dude, like, mm, I would have my ass off. Well, yeah, first of all, just, also because like, you know, me and the OTO, if I like some guy was trying to show me his Freemason ring, I'd be like, yo, whatever, who cares? <laughs> Fuck mm -hmm. Freemasonry. Yeah. I was just like, uh, yeah, that's nice. Just sarcastic and walked away. But it was, it was a weird experience. Yeah, like altogether, it was very strange. So what do you think, um, what do you think their end goal is right now? And do you think like multiple occult societies are working together toward a goal or do you um, think it's separate? There is, um, not even, not even to like, you know, I'm not even trying to, uh, advertise my own shit again, but like in stuff that I've released before, uh, me and Lux had even spoken about how the golden dawn, um, the OTO and the Astro Argentum all connect. Now, the Golden Dawn was supposed to be a totally separate entity from the OTO. And the Golden Dawn, some of them even pride themselves in saying that we don't even associate Crowley being a member, like none of the stuff that he did. We don't practice that. But then somehow when you get up high enough, now they're telling you to join the AA, which was Alistair Crowley's secret society. So I, at least with those three, there's something going on there. So what's what's the difference between them? I mean, what's the difference between like the OTO and the Golden Dawn? The what's Golden Dawn has their own, um, you know, they have like, uh, oh, I, it would be easier for me to, I guess, explain the difference with the OTO. The OTO uses the same magic as the Golden Dawn would be, which would be like the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, the, the greater pentagram, the hexagram rituals. 
all those, um, you know, someone in the OTO and the Golden Dawn might still use the Abra Melon. You know, they use um, the same rituals, but then Crowley has his own, which would be like the Star Ruby, the Reguli. Uh, he has a, a few uh, Resh, but I, I even think the OTO, um, the Golden Dawn, had the wrong version of Resh. But whatever, Crowley brought his own specific rituals that he wrote himself. Uh, he added that into the OTO. A lot of people think that Crowley wrote all this stuff that like you, you know, would learn in the OTO or like, Oh, someone heard of the pentagram ritual. Oh yeah. Crowley wrote that. No, he did not write that. He only right. wrote like an actual fuel, a few actual real rituals himself. All those other ones were from the golden dawn. And in my opinion, Elvis Levi, I think was the one who originally, they originally kind of got the pentagram ritual from, uh, there's not so much proof about where the golden dawn got their rituals from, but that's as far back as like most people will say that they came from. Can you tell me like what a pentagram ritual is? Um, or, or is that something you probably better not? No, no, no. You could, you could eagle, easily Google that. No, it's something I could tell you. Um, whenever you go to do magic, it is uh, always considered like what you want to do is like banish all energies around you. It's basically as if you like had a dirty plate and you're like, all right, I'm going to wash it now before I eat. You want a clean slate. So you will have, there's a lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. Now that would be to like banish your earth, air, fire, and water uh, energies out of your working space, which they consider to be about six feet, either six or it depends, six hmm. or nine feet. Hmm. Six feet. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Social distancing. And you know, and you know what's funny is that you have the six feet and then the Astrum Argentum uh mask. Now their hood is completely different than most people's hoods. That hood would almost look like, I swear to God, but it isn't almost a KKK hood without the point at the top. All it has is two eyes, your mouth and everything is covered. So when you really think about like a thing on your face, a covering on your mouth, and then six feet difference, you can be like, wow, is there a connection? Exactly. And, <laughs> and But it makes complete and total sense. Yeah. If people look at this in the sense that like um, – Well, I actually think that stuff coincides with the rules that they're giving us for COVID. It I can does. why I think when you're done. It, and that's what I was going to say because if you think about – um, like the World Economic Forum uh -huh. um, and Klaus Schwab, who's a German. Um, and and it was like his idea, him partnered with Bill Gates and the WHO and, you know, all these entities to put forth the social distancing and the mask mandates and all of those things. And I, honest to God, after after researching all this yesterday, I was like, Oh my God, this is like the COVID crisis, 100% to a T. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think for a specific reason, all this is being done. Tell me. It's all occult. Well, when you need that much space around yourself, that's basically like, that's as far out as they would kind of think that, um, like if me and you were close to each other, technically we might actually, our vibratory energy right. might right. be exactly. each other. Exactly. So it's only going to go out about maybe six to nine feet. Now, that is to not have any influences from anybody. Right. Now, the thing with the mouth, this is this this is going to sound like a little out there maybe. Now, 
you have to think there's ways like basically humans are rechargeable batteries. You always recharging. I talk about that all the time. Yep. Now, when you're doing a lot of banishing rituals, they expect you to do certain things very loud. You have to vibrate certain God names. It's you're using a lot of energy and you're exhausting, you know, a lot of air out. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that, you're sucking in brand new air. Right. Now, if people know about Tesla, this is getting a little out there. Tesla now, he knew that there was electric out in the air. We can't see it and it's there. Right. And he was able to harness that and use that. Mm -hmm. We're breathing that shit in too. Right. That's going to make you consume energy. Right. Now with these fucking diapers slapped on our faces, all we're going to do is recharge and not really expend much energy because now you're telling us not to go out. We're not running our mouths 24 seven. Like a lot of people are with that mask on their face. You're not breathing good air. Right. And what it's going to do is help contribute to like these, these fucktard Antifa and BLM people. That's exactly what you're going to happen because people are going to short circuit. Right. And you know, you, you are so correct about that because um, with the stay at home orders for all, you know, like the whole country for a long time, but not so much now. Um, But they want you to stay in the house. And here's the reason behind that. Um, Because we are energy charged beings and the earth is actually energy charged as well. Yep. 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 If you walk on the ground outside, especially barefoot, you pick up more magnetic energy and if you're already positively charged which i am definitely um but if you are already positively charged you're you're picking up more of that which makes you uh, and i always say that we're like the best supercomputers mm-hmm. um so that makes you like supercharged yeah it's frying people out it's making them snap yeah. You know, you know, and if so you the, a child, you could put them out on the grass and that might actually make them stop crying. Yeah, that's true. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And the, you know, staying in the house, you're not getting that because there are so many layers and levels between, yeah, even if you go barefoot oh, yeah. in your house. They even say shoes are made in a specific way to stop you from getting anything. Yes. I've read that. I don't know how truthful that is, but it, that would yeah. not surprise me at all. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, and that's like, um, and, and they're charging us an arm and a leg for the fucking shit too. It's so funny that <laughs> like the stuff that you do and the things that I talk about all the time really, really coincide and that message meshes together, yeah, like wow. in a perfect way and explains things. And I think that's why, like, we met for a reason. Yeah, yeah, no, like, no, I, I think, think so. so. I looked through a lot of the stuff you did. I was like, you know, a lot of the stuff I could see actually you know, kind of going hand in hand with a lot of the things I do. Oh, it does. hundred yeah. <clears throat> percent. So as long as somebody's open-minded to hear it. Oh, I think yeah. people will see, you know, our listeners very much are. So let me ask you, um, was there certain things that you saw that made you like, this shit is not for me. I'm out of here. I, or can you discuss um, that? No, no, I can. Uh, I mean, there was things, I guess, that you can see progressing to get to certain things that, like, I knew it would just get worse. Um, I mean, all right, 
in the Gnostic mass, I mean, it's not that big of a shock. Uh, now that's like almost their version of like church. In right. my opinion, you're just watching somebody cross the abyss and come back in a very theatrical way. Um, in that the priestess will get nude. So, I mean, that's could be a shocker for people. So, but then right off the bat, you know, right then and there, sexual sexuality is like, if it's, you know, if it's in that, you know, it's going to be dominant somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, it's so funny. And I don't know what it was because like, I'm not, I'm not like a, you know, um, I'm not a prude either, but it was always like, I, uh, that never, I never once ever got comfortable with that whole situation. So how many times I went to the Gnostic mass, it always just weirded me out because like, I would eventually know some of these women for years. And I was just like, yo, what just, this is just awkward now. Like, like, I don't want to stay, <laughs> look at you like that. So I have to ask about that yeah. though. Like, did it, like crossing the abyss, like explain that. What does well, that mean that, to normal everyday people? Well, Going by ceremonial magic, they'll even tell you straight up that they'll say, and people misinterpret it, they'll say, uh, that's not something done while you're alive here, which are actually completely right in some ways. Basically crossing the abyss, in my opinion, and other you know, magicians, ones that want to be truthful and come out and admit it. There are a lot of people that will say that crossing the abyss can be done while you're here. It's just that you actually are able to leave your body and soul form. Right. So it's I like your your soul leaving your body for a period of time. I could be sitting in my chair looking like I'm meditating and I could not even be here. You know, that that's basically what it you know that would be. That's like what's it called? And, and Ast- like astro traveling. Well, astral traveling that can be done still with your soul tethered to your body. Now, <clears throat> the gangster stuff is when you actually astral travel and totally removing your soul from your body. There is a difference. So the priest gets naked. Do the people that are traveling get <laughs> naked too? I'm just trying to get a visual. <laughs> no, um, you know, it's very easy actually. If you want to, or any of the listeners, all you have to do is look up uh, the OTO Gnostic mass on YouTube or Vimeo and you will find videos. Uh, one will show the nudity and one won't. Um, I forgot who I forgot which one. Well, but, I want to see the nudity, obviously. Um, the priestess will get naked at one point. Now, when that happens, this is the deal: the priest picks her up, puts her on top of the altar. He closes. Uh, it's like these curtains. He runs his mouth for a while. The deacon might even say some stuff. Uh, then eventually, he opens the curtain back up again, and now the priestess is sitting there, like holding stuff and completely like naked, with her legs closed. So basically, you're just seeing his tits anyway. So what? And, it, and it, you know, depending on the situation, there could be very dim lit. So I mean, you're not really seeing much anyway. But what is the point of having them naked? Um. Well, one, because right there, people you know go to that for sexuality, and the reason I'm saying that is because I don't think I'm going to be totally honest. I don't think they want most of their members actually there knowing the truth either. I'm going to be 100%. That's one of the reasons. And that's that's pretty much and, like and, most of the societies. And uh, sexuality, like I said, is a very easy way to lure people in and to lie to them. But well, uh, it is symbolizing stuff. But most people would not understand. It. Well, that is like perfect. I, Go ahead. I, like I could say like, you know, if you believe that you have a third eye. It's very easily to look at the penetration of a vagina as opening up your third eye. You know what I'm saying? 
if you believe that your third eye is diagonal on your head, and if it had lashes and eyelids and opened up, that would be the same thing as opening a vagina, right? How you hmm. seeing how you can see the symbolism? So the vagina is really not being used; it's actually just a symbol for your third eye. Be totally, interesting. Yeah, I'm saying a lot of a lot of the sexual stuff is explaining that. Believe it or not. So as stupid as that sounds and how a lot no. of people will hear that and be like, ah, oh, this dude's just freestyling. It's sometimes shit is that simple. And that's why people don't figure it out because they got to no, know that. <laughs> and that, that makes sense. But here's the thing. Um, that's a perfect segue into, I saved the best for last. Um, we oh, have, no. we have Takes to fucking life. talk. <laughs> Have to fucking talk about the sex magic part. Oh, you know, I really, you know, see, anytime I go on somebody's show, that's always like the big thing they're hoping to get onto. And like, I, I, I mean, I could tell you some funny stuff, but like, I, I was never seen anything or ever been involved with any of that except for like, well, I mean, you could have sex magic with yourself. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> well, and you know, that's like the, the, what I was reading is like the beginning um, levels are like, teaching masturbation and like proper masturbation and whatnot but like it gets into like like there's ways of like they look at being able to charge or create certain energies through masturbation yes yes and the like mixing of me mixing male and female uh ejaculate together and smearing it on things yes yeah yeah people uh, who believe that works yes uh, uh other bodily fluids and stuff. And I was like, what the, yeah, well, the, um, like what the, <laughs> what now when Just I, what, when I mentioned the cake of light before, well, I'll bring that up. Cause that's, you know, it's pretty gross too. Okay. Um, do it. I like gross stuff. That was, well, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, I guess it's gross. Yeah. Uh, in the Gnostic mass, when you go to see, they will at one point you kind of do like communion. You will go up, you will get a cake of light, you'll get like a little shot of wine, and you'll eat the cake of light. You drink the wine. Now, most people probably don't know because, like, I mean, maybe some people do, but like, you know, they have open meetings where you can just be interested and go. You could be anybody and just contact them through an email. You could show up. You could be like, oh, I'm going to a Gnostic mass just like I did. And you could be eating that cake of light and not actually knowing what the fuck's in there because you've nearly never read anything from the OTO or Crowley, <laughs> you know? And, and my dumb ass is thinking these things taste fucking awesome too. I love them. I was like, oh, these things taste like Fig Newtons. You know, like if they were giving out extras, I probably would have ate more. That's how <laughs> fucked up it was. <laughs> and that's how fucked up it made me feel after the fact. When I realized that um, they do actually put uh, menstrual fluid in these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, now they say that you cook it out, but um, I do know with certain rituals or sometimes you know, closed um, in the, uh, Gnostic masses, they may not always burn it out that much. Mm-hmm. But uh, that or um, they, I've never been told that there was male uh, semen in it, but that is one of the recipes. It is, I think, suggested as, a, as part of the recipe also. Um, and believe it or not, if you look an, uh, into it enough, I think another suggestion would be baby's blood. Yeah, and I've I've heard that before, but the whole um, yeah, it's funny that you brought that up because I was reading part of that yesterday when I was like, "What is a Gnostic mass?" And so I like started 
going down that thing. And I was just like, what the hell? This, of course, was another thing that, um, like the cake of light that Crowley started in his Gnostic mass <laughs> stuff and whatnot. But um, it made me think about, because, you know, uh, like some people that are into um, magic, ritualistic things, stuff like that, you know, certain religions, whatnot, believe in eating like placenta. Yeah, that is. And, yeah. you know, stuff like that, whatever. And then it made me think about, because it always used to be a joke. Oh, did you get your red wings yet? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then I'm I'm reading yesterday about this and I'm going, Bleh. like, I've had some, I've eaten some really screwed up stuff in my life, but. You haven't had a kick that, Yeah, that is, that is not one. Yeah. Not going to have that and not going to have poo poo. Just saying neither one of oh, those. Did you, did you, did you come across that? Supposedly somebody had died at Crowley's yeah. from ingesting shit. Yeah. Yes. I wouldn't mm -hmm. doubt that, actually. That's kind of why I brought that up. And I was just like, uh, I'm reading all this stuff yesterday, and I'm that going, That stuff I do think, uh, to an extent, <laughs> that stuff might go along with higher-up stuff. That I have yes. heard. That yeah. I would actually believe is probably true. Yeah. And it was like um, when, when we were discussing the sex magic and how, like, mixing bodily fluids and stuff, and they were talking about fecal things and whatnot i'm like okay now i'm getting nauseated and it takes a lot to make me sick and i was like okay now i gotta i gotta put this down and stop for a while because that is like way beyond my like you gotta smear poo poo on stuff and i i don't know it was it was too yeah, much these all these all things i added to why i left too but you, you, know, but you know, realizing I'm like, I think this stuff is actually true. Then I was like, yeah, it's time for me to leave, especially for other reasons. But that was that was for sure some of them. So you didn't want to like eat a uh, poo poo or uh, you no, know, no, I'm good on all that. <laughs> and any of that stuff, yeah, no, I it was it got to the point where, um, like reading some of the stuff, I was like, this is very oh, people will like bust nuts on sigils and then eat it and think like it worked. Yeah, and that's why. I, that's what? another thing I was like, going to say. It was actually. like eating. You missed the whole point if you did that. <laughs> like I just yeah. people read like I, I'm going to eat some blood clots because that you know that sounds good to me. You know, what I'd like to add, and I'm not even saying it to uh, to put people down because you know, God forbid, like uh, you know, people who also have a lot of mental illnesses, sometimes easily attract to this type of stuff too. Right. So sometimes exactly. a lot of outlandish stuff you may hear could, you know, be contributed from that. Mm -hmm. You know, or, or the sad thing is, is that the person doing it might have been a little bit off, but somebody who knew exactly what they were doing were making them do it. But think about this as well. Um, you know the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, uh, the Carnegies, all of them um, have been involved in medicine education like all of that stuff oh yeah they infiltrated it was all yeah and it was all around the same time um you know because like the uh carnegie and uh rockefeller 
like started the education system or took over the education system, I should say, um, like the same time during these, um, you know, like the changeover and then the OTO from what it used to be to what it currently oh, really? was under yeah, Crowley and stuff. Yes. Wow. And that is when um, there was a change in medical school. Um, change in the curriculum, you know, you taught. Was that when like, they, I know the wasn't the Rockefellers also involved with like actually how like music would be tuned? Yes. Did they do that then too? Is that around the same yes. time, you know? Wow. Yeah. And so that's, that's the, the thing. Tones, tones and sounds have a lot to do with yes. experiences. Believe me. Yes, it does. And so if you think about all that though, that's when they took like, um, like healthy eating and uh, nutrition and dietary stuff out of the schools. Um, they started putting uh, naturalistic healers and stuff like that, or naturalistic medicine um, teachers and stuff like that in prison. Um, so they could put forth this new curriculum in school where it just basically pushed big pharma. And that was all the goal was. And if you think about that, like if you look into like what is in a lot of the medications. Oh, I think it's a lot of it's actually just mind control stuff. Yeah. From you down, really. It's just it's putting yeah. handcuffs on you. That's all they're doing. Yeah, it is. They're not helping. But you. it but it they also um, you know, it's like the push toward uh the sexualism of everything and um, you know, demasculating men and all that stuff. These people are all behind that. Um, and the, and, and excuse me for saying this, anybody that is in this community, um, I used to be, but like fetishes. And so a lot of people got real weird in the fetish community. And it was like into uh, like poo play. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the smearing of, the eating, the whatever. And I know that's really gross. God forbid me for saying that. but um, Or like uh, drinking pee or eating blood or um, stuff like that. Those are all things that I found when I was researching <laughs> the sex magic stuff yeah. yesterday. <laughs> And that's why I was like thinking about all these things that, you know, I've seen, experienced, heard. I can tell you, you know, when you take your first degree, you have to do it naked, part of it. It's more sexual. <sighs> yeah. But actually, one, and one of the main reasons I left now, I could be wrong about um, maybe half wrong. For the fifth degree, now I've only known females to take it. Now I don't know if males have to do it, but from what I've seen, Women, if you happen to take your fifth degree in the OTO, you're going to end up like carving a cross into your chest. Yeah, that's, so, that's, oh my God, that's you, another thing. When you see, so, and I believe that was a possibility when I first joined. So like what I'm, by saying that, I'm also saying I had known that this wasn't going to be a career thing for me. I got into it because I just wanted to learn specific things. Um, I'm also, during the time that I was in it, my idea of magic had changed a few times. So I was there for different reasons. None of it bad, but uh, 
when I had seen that, I was like, I just know, like, I'm also just leave now because I know I'm never going to go past that point. There's a lot of other sexual stuff coming up that I just don't agree with. And you start seeing a certain mindset of people there and you're like, wait, is this all for an agenda? Right. Like, and that's, are you, pr- you know, pushing such a liberal mind here so you can easily manipulate people to be used? And that's funny that you As the higher they go up, I believe that's exactly what it's for. Because believe a, it or not, the liberal mind is the complete opposite of magic. The complete opposite. You can, if you have a liberal mindset, you will never become a magician. So they use those people. I mean, I'm not trying to be like a racist thing. It's just no liberal mind is very much on fear and emotions. You right. You need to cut off a lot of that to go anywhere when it comes down to actual real magic with a K on the end of it. If you really want to start doing magic like that or crossing the abyss, you cannot be of the liberal mind. You I know, and that's, that's really. So why do you want so many of those people there? <laughs> that's a good question. Why do you think that is? I think they use them. So then when they want to do certain things, they know people that they can use to become little robots or little, you know, mm-hmm. little cronies and they probably don't even realize it. Probably yeah, don't even I- know. Kind of like, uh, kind of like MK Ultra, where they can use them as patsies. I, I, yes, yes, for sure. I do believe uh, the higher up. I mean, there's a lot of weird things where, you know, I had one guest that was on not too long ago where he was like coming up with. Uh, I mean, there's even like connections to like from the OTO to like real like just like weird radical like um, religious groups that end up like you'll end up hearing that do like some weird shit. So it's like, you know, you have no idea, you know, mm-hmm. they, they may not even really be using, they could just be, you know, using somebody from the OTO maybe to go, you know, do something else somewhere else. Right. I mean, you really, who knows, but I do believe that they do uh, groom certain people to bring up high enough to use for certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's very true. Like, even if you think about it in the context of like the things that the CIA has done and, um, there are different projects that they ran where they've got like alpha, beta, gamma, you know, whatever levels. And they're talking about, you know, like um, certain levels do certain things. And so then you have like um, a whole level, which I think it was the gamma, where they're assassins. And they're so like they brainwash them so much that, you know, then they just kind of like. Kind of like the movies, which, you know, the movies, they always have to tell you or forecast, foreshadow what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. so they do, um, you know, like they snap their fingers or there's a, you know, a code word or something like that that snaps these people into action. And that's what they do. These are CIA training programs. You can look oh, this up. It's well, not was, a lie. I think a lot of that is involved with the OTO. Also. Yeah, I, I agree. I 100% and, agree. Yeah, I agree. And that's why, um, like, talking about the... I um, think it's more of the CIA, too, that actually does shit. Now, I'm not talking about, like, the rape or satanic, you know, ritual killing with kids. Right. Like, doing MK Ultra shit to kids, I think that's from them more than actually done by, like, the secret society. I think that's, like, they'll take what the secret society kind of gives them as, like, here, yeah, this is what works. And I think they'll put it on to kids at a young age. So, you know, by the time they're 18 or 20, you know, they got you know, by right. far more advanced than most people. Like it's normal for me to have sex with my parents yeah. and I'm going to keep well, you- servicing my parents. Yeah. 
Yep. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Well, not that, saying that, I do. Please, all, uh, please, please don't take that the wrong way. I don't. That's not me. I'm not saying that. But that's like a thing, especially with the yeah. Hollywood crowd, oh. where like it's normalized in a lot of households for the parents to have sex with their kids all the time. The kids like don't even consider it rape or dangerous or anything, and they're like in love. And I don't mean I love you, mom. I mean, like, ooh, I love you, mom. It's like this weird, uh, like, uh, unworldly relationship yes. that they have um, where these things are normalized. And it's because, like, for generations, that's what they do and they breed it into you. Yeah. And well, so, and then when you have kids or you have grandkids, then you bring them into it too. And then you've got, you know, more molestation and rape and incest and you know whatever it's disgusting well you know i think in my opinion i think a lot of that also uh I'm trying to think of a way i could explain it like let's say if you're thinking of like a, a cultism or like actual real magic kind of being i guess an elect uh, you know electrical socket in your wall right. you know you can tap into that now like <clears throat> You know, putting the plug in there and then it going into a nice lamp and then the lampshade on it, the lampshade would be like the OTO. But the actual real magic really comes from that socket. But now this is the tinted version of what the OTO considers their magic. Mm-hmm. So that's one way of doing it. Now, I believe to crossing the abyss and to actually really doing stuff like that, you don't need that. There is plenty of other ways it can be done. Um, some of them could just be done with actually meditating and listening to certain sounds and visual things. You can pull it off. And there is also through specific traumas or very, very horrific trauma to kids to make them snap. And you never, you ever hear like sometimes rape victims will be like, I don't know where I went. I just appeared where you went was out in the abyss because living here was so horrific. Your soul could not handle it. Mm-hmm. And you just don't remember being there when you came back. And I just so want to mention real quick for people very early in the age. I want to mention something real quick. Um, Cause people know I'm like into the medical stuff. Um, there's a particular medication that they love to prescribe people, um, which people will tell you or describe to you just what you said. They have no idea where they went. They don't know what happened. They don't remember anything after taking it. And that is Ambien, a sleep pill that is highly prescribed. And those, uh, there's like, I had a little old lady. She was like 89 years old. She jumped out of a second story window. She has no idea. She doesn't remember doing it. People found her on the ground the next morning. Her house was locked whatever she just jumped out the window didn't even remember doing it has no clue there are people that they get in their car and drive they don't remember driving they don't remember conversations they've had and again remember who i told you took over the medical community um push the big pharma <laughs> pushed your drugs on the uh, or vaccinations on the schedule um they're the same people that are behind the the medications they're the same people that are in these societies 
Between the Thank medication you. TV, your people are screwed. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, my dear, I really, really appreciate you joining oh, me today. Great. I had a really great time. That was awesome. We're going to have to do another episode together sure, at fun. some point in time. So, where can people find uh, your stuff at? And is there anywhere they can follow you on social media? Um, my personal stuff is the NY Patriot. You can find me on a bit shoot YouTube, Apple. Um, I don't think Spotify because they, they screwed up with it, whatever, a whole bunch of other podcasts. And then I'm also in, um, the one I think is actually the, the better one. I do the occult rejects with Lux. Um, we're on Gab, Twitter, Gab TV, bit shoot, rumble, YouTube. Just look up the occult rejects. We're on Spotify, Apple. We have a little bit more in video than on audio because when we first came out, we had a lot of visual stuff mm-hmm. where we're kind of like breaking down like occult symbolism and stuff. And like, what does it mean? Right. But yeah. So. So that's good. Everybody has to make sure that you uh, go follow and yeah. check out their stuff because uh, they do really great work. Yeah. And mine gets a little is- bit more deeper for like actual yeah. real specific, like, you know, magic, like, you know, trying to show people what it means. Mine's a little bit more deeper. If you, if you know a lot about this stuff and you want to get a little bit deeper, you can check my stuff. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. So I highly suggest that you go follow his social media, follow uh, the podcast, take a look, take a listen, Thank you. Uh, download, like subscribe <laughs> and you know, I'm tickled pink. You were here with me yeah, today. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah, for real. And we're going to have lots more conversations in sure. the future. Yeah, I know. have you on mine. So, so for me and for NY Patriot, have a good one. Later. <laughs>